Welcome, 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 welcome to Armchair. Nah, this welcome to episode ninety-three of the Often Beat Podcast. Yes, this is a late episode. Um, I would say I had a busy day, but if you consider busy my off day and deciding the, you know what, actually be off on my off day when it seems like every day I'm hustling to work six hours of actual pay, but 12 to 13 hours of actual work. How about a minimum wage, but enjoying half of your day? Would you rather have a job that you enjoy and don't get paid for? And, or have a job you don't enjoy and get paid for? It's the age-old question. I'm pretty sure the Romans asked that. I'm pretty sure um, third-world countries asked that, you know, when they're not getting paid anyways. Um, but hey, we just uh, pave the way to bitching and moaning. By the way, this is episode 93 of the Off and Beat podcast. I am, again, your host, Clint. Recording this at 10.52 p.m. on a Monday night. Uh, two football games today. Um, let's just say, uh, the Raiders, uh, decide to kick one through, like, uh, Urban Meyer, except, uh, this one, he wasn't a jag-off, he was just jag-ar, like a pirate, oh, remember the good old pirated films, remember when there used to be a big old intimidation to illegally record? Spongebob Squarepants in the movie theater or Christmas with the Cranks or, you know, Last House on the Left, you know. It's like, hey, in the middle of that egregious, unnecessary rape scene, there's always some random person just walking through with their popcorn. That's the funniest thing about pirated films is that the quality is actually not bad. It's just, you know, the random bob of heads. It's kind of like watching a, a shadow, except... Uh, you don't have a dog in this fight. That's a personal inside joke that no one else would get. So why would you say it on a fucking broadcast of one that gets millions and millions of non-listeners? But, yeah. It's like a good old pop-up ad. Um, I always feel like I always contribute back to my friends, close friends, long-lost friends. And I... Pass on messages that are unsolicited and they don't ask for. Have you ever just uh, opened your phone up, looked through your contacts or your direct messages or whatever fucking app you want to use and just send them a bullshit motivational of, hey, prosper today so tomorrow you can prosper again. You know, some bullshit like that that means absolutely nothing, but what are they going to say back like, uh, how about, I'd, I actually, I don't want to prosper today. It's like, no, you know what? They're going to be like, well, Jesus, you know what I really didn't want to do? I didn't want to do good today. You know, I was actually planning on driving off a cliff, but since Clint sent me, sends me a message to prosper, you know what I'm going to do just for Clint? I don't want to disappoint Clint. I'm going to prosper. It's always interesting when you get those random May God be with you things, those uh, 
Oh, I don't even know what they're not memes, but they're uh they're like quotes. You gotta love the picture quotes where it says in very it's always bold, depressing font, like, hey, just know you're beautiful. Even if everyone at your job says, Ah, this cunt is ugly. She got surgery on her nose. Um, you just uh kinda Sniff it out, and you just say, all right. But I read a quote today saying I'm beautiful, so I don't give a fuck what none of y'all bitches say. Get one of those random quotes that God didn't make you to be average. It's like, eh, I mean, by definition, there's kind of an average line, and there's the whole bell curve theory where 60% of people are average. It may even be 80% now. It's like, actually, God made you to be average. Um, and he would just prefer if you just didn't fall below that line. But hey, but I guess it's not motivation, but hey, be average today. It's not as cool, you know? It doesn't strike the right chords because if you're already striving for average, and someone tells you to be average, you're naturally going to think... I'm doing enough, and by regression of the means, if everyone else is doing above average, even when they're average, and you're doing average while you're average, by default, you are below average. Not exactly a BA, a bachelor's associates, because you may be a bachelor, but you will also be an associate to your BS degree, depending on to which, Um, but yeah. Motivational. Gotta love them. Oh, 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 you gotta love it. I've thought about, you know, maybe just start sending random quotes to random people that I don't really conversate with in that type of capacity. And just, uh, like, send one to send, like, a forward uh, message to 15 people. It's like, this message doesn't really apply to you. But, hey, you know what? I did my part. Gotta love the people say, I did my part on this earth. It's like, you know how you could have done your part? Just, uh, chilling the fuck out. I don't want to wake up to, you're going to fuck this day in the ass. I don't I don't want one of those over-the-top Gary V, Tony Robbins type of over-the-top using expletives to get your point across type of messages. I also don't want to, you know, big old, like, you'll, you, you, you can be better. I also don't want one of those. You know, I just want like, hey, you know what? Just uh, be above average. Not bad quote, because you know what? There's realism, and I relate to it. Just be above average and everything. You know what? You don't have, not every hour of your day has to be an A+. plus. Just be a B-. minus. If during half an hour, you uh, you slip in the shower, bust on your ass, you know what you do when you get out of the shower? You go outside, and you feed a homeless cat, even out the score. This stuff's not difficult. Just do some. One decent thing an hour over every fuck up. If you bump your knee, uh, if you bump your knee on a guardrail, you know what you do? You get out of the car and you uh, jump off it because you're a disgrace to society. Please don't do that. I am not condoning suicide. But if you're going to do it, you know, go big or go home. Fun fact: Did you know uh, David Lee Roth used to be a firefighter? Here's your fun fact of the day that no one asked for. Anyways, uh, talk about. Uh, showmanship oh 
Um, yeah, look, I, I, this isn't personal to anyone. I don't need, um, I don't need your light. It will get better type of quotes. It's like, Hey, I mean, you know, I don't know. Like I'm actually fine with the way things are. It's like, it will get better. It's like, is this for me or is this for you? And it's funny when people like find Jesus or when people go through crisis points and they get into a better place in their life and they're this over ultra positive, it's kind of obnoxious, but you let people do the thing is like, you know what? I'm happy that you're not going to kill yourself or you're not an alcoholic anymore. I'm happy for you. So you know what? If I have to deal with three months of you over exaggerating how, um, how great it is to be overly positive when you have no reason to be that positive, let's keep it real. Um, yeah, like I'm just going to be like, cool. Not going to be mean to you. I'm going to let you ride your uh, spiritual wave. And that's cool. You, whatever crystals and whatever zodiac sign you want to claim, if you want to change your last name, if you want to, you know, go polygamous, I don't give a fuck. Whatever, you know, whatever uh, heals up your wounds. Um, but you know what? There's a reason why sometimes a little underlying salt's good for you. Kind of humbles you. It's crazy how the people with the most obnoxious are the ones that always say, like, they've struggled the most. It's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I haven't been a druggie. That, that, that sounds like such a negative way. It's like, I haven't been a drug addict. I haven't, you know, had mommy or daddy issues. I'm sorry, you know. I'm sorry I don't have a, uh, I'm sorry I don't have this weird obsession with things that are just not that big to be obsessed over. Just not me. Alright, but where the fuck was I going with that? Oh yeah, like, I'm sorry, like, I don't have, like, this long line history of all this struggle that's mostly a pawn brought to myself, but just because you do, that doesn't mean you have all the answers. I would argue you actually should be the quietest about saying you know the answers. Struggling the most doesn't equate to being the most. It doesn't mean, to me, it doesn't mean that when you struggle that you have all the answers, that you've experienced life. I really don't give a fuck. And before you say, well, you know why you never struggle? It's because you haven't put yourself out to experience life. It's like, or I make just slightly better non-impulsive decisions sometimes. I'm not saying I've always done that, but hey, just because I haven't indulged in everything that gets thrown my way and drowned my problems with Everything that it's kind of like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. A little common sense should take place. That doesn't mean I'm not shaming you, but don't shame me for not being shamed of being shamed. Not my problem. Addicts don't have all the answers. People who struggle with stuff don't have all the answers. It's okay. I don't need your million quotes on your IG wall that I don't even go on IG, but I'm still assuming it's the same game. I've left the IG game months and months ago, but hey, I know it's all the same because I still, when I uh, meet up with a friend once in a while, he'll be going through his phone and he'll be uh, making fun of this fucking bitch, this fucking guy, and like, oh Jesus, this is pathetic. Some things never change, and he's like, Jesus, a lot of lost souls out here. It's like, you know what, I'm sorry, I don't have these incorporate internal issues that at least are not life damaging but you know 
Um, it's not it's not an excuse for you to send me a hey. Oh, let me guess, your mother never hugged you? It's like, actually, she kind of did. Um, but, you know, being hugged is not the most important aspect of love either. You know, being kissed, being told I love you is not the most important part of love. And I don't need you being 32 years old on your Facebook or IG wall being like, you know, I come from a lot of family trauma. My mom made me, my mom and dad used to always make me finish my plate. It's like, well, yeah, because, you know, it was only half a plate of spaghetti. Um, you need your calorie intake for the day and you were bulimic and then you blame your parents for why you have food disorders when they try to actually help it. All right. They can't help if you throw it up after. They pay for the therapy. They pay for you to whatever the fuck. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Clean your plate. Give it to the dog. I don't care. But I don't need your advice. I don't need your quotes sent to me personally. Because it's like insinuating, like, we don't, like, I haven't talked to you in three years since I worked with you. And you've been divorced twice, my friend. Um, Don't tell me that bitches only want you for your money, dot, 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 100. It's like. Well, if bitches only wanted you for your money, why were they with you in the first place, my friend? Because if they just wanted you for the money, you had no money to begin with. And so they only get a payout from divorce because there's nothing to take, my friend. So don't sit here and say bitches are gold diggers when you're not even the gold they were digging for. You should be happy. You should actually, that means you really suck as a person that you not only did you not have any money to offer, you had nothing to offer. Jesus, don't send me about how bitches are cunts. No, you're a fucking bitch, dude. I don't know, man. I swear, if you go on the internet and opinion pieces and articles, actually, so apparently Billy, the old Billy, the Billy Eilish, Billy Bitch Tits. That's a Bill Burr reference. Relax. I'm not calling an eight-year-old Billy Bitch Tits. But she said porn is uh, really not great for 12-year-olds. And wow, um, common sense meter. Yeah, probably not. It's not the worst thing in the world. But yeah, you know what? It's probably not damaging. It's probably damaging to young 12-year-old girl minds or guy minds. Um, But... I don't even want, you know, that's her opinion about it. But so someone, I believe the, I believe the website's The Guardian, and of course this adult film star, this porn creator, as she put it, which it's like, all right, uh, funny how people like put creator and it makes it sound like, oh, it's a, it's this more uh, intellectual job. It's like, nah, I mean, she sticks dicks inside of her and dildos and you know strap-ons for a living. But they put porn creator instead of a porn star because it sounds completely different. It's like, oh, creator. It sounds like, oh, I'm doing something so original. It's like, you know, there's only so many different things you can do sexually now. Like, you know, you're not really breaking any barriers here, you know. But whatever. What the fuck do I know? Um, But yeah. But she was trying to say, like, although I don't think it's for 12-year-olds, although I'm not saying it's great for 12-year-olds, actually... Porn made me explore my sexuality and stuff. It's like, yeah, um, but sexualities aren't really supposed to be explored to 12-year-olds. Um, 
unless you're in the Catholic Church. Sorry, had to do it. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think it kind of leads to grooming aspects. It kind of leads to a lot of weird things. And you want to talk about trauma that I talked about earlier? Yeah, you know what? Uh, probably watching porn at 12 years old probably doesn't help it if you have some insight. I also don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but at the same time, yeah, it's probably not great like anything. Anything become addictive. Anything could become problematic. Breaking news here, Channel 2 Action News. Rest in peace to Jovita Moore. Yeah, random shout out to a legend in the local news. Um, But yeah, oh yeah, and by the way, there's this uh, restaurant in Smyrna called Aunt Fanny's. And apparently they're demolishing it because it has racist vibes. Their exact words. I believe they say racist. Um, They said it has racial history, I guess. It's like, really? A small diner named Aunt Fanny's? Yeah, probably. Um, Never heard of it. I saw a picture of it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised that it would kind of look that way. And I read a little bit of the history. It's like, yeah. It looks like a place that probably has the type of history. Um, but I don't know. You know, I never knew about it, but it's brought to my attention by Google News. Thank you, Google, for recommending me a diner that may entice me to still not go there. But anyways, anyways, um, but yeah, Billie Eilish. Oh, she also said, I, I did find this. She actually said in a different article that... Apparently, Billie Eilish, she uh, she does not like explicit videos, like explicit music videos, um, which I find a little bit interesting since a good portion of your collabs are with artists that kind of explore with the explicit video type of thing. And although, but I do think it's kind of like when people... um. When, you know, I've always thought the weirdness with um, dudes' obsessions, with people's obsession with their body. Because she used to always wear very protective clothing at like 15, 16, 17. Then she turned 18, and I guess she started wearing more revealing clothing. Or really just like normal young female adult clothes where it's like, hey, here's my shoulders. And dudes are like, oh, Jesus. And then, you know, she started wearing stuff that may show a little cleavage. And guys like, ooh. Yeah. And they kind of expose a lot of this fucking creepiness we have in this society where dudes are just waiting for the technical legal age to be like, have an excuse to look at revealing aspects of a young female. Yeah, not a big fan of it personally, but um, when when she talked about her, like at 12 years old, 13 years old, apparently, I guess she had an addiction of some sort with porn or she had some type of weird relationship and now she thinks porn's disgraceful and everything is like all right look it may be disgraceful to you because of the way it affected your life but that'd be like an alcoholic saying alcohol is a disgrace and everyone at a bar they just go in there and start lecturing them why they shouldn't drink alcohol it's like no you for whatever reason chemical behavioral you showed you couldn't handle alcohol so your life is better off just not having it in your life which is fine but don't be the guy going around telling people who actually can control, who can manage, and who can just enjoy it in phases and have good times with it, 
and be the guy, you know, alcohol destroys your life. It's like, no, it may destroy your life, but actually a lot of people can function in moderation and casualty. Polygamy, drugs, and porn are all the same. They shouldn't be taught. They shouldn't be promoted. at a, Well, it should be taught, but it shouldn't be promoted at a young age. But hey, you know what? You, uh, you figure it out as you get older. You work on what doses for you and you live your life accordingly. Because they're things that don't harm anyone else until it becomes a problem. And actually, I was having a conversation with my friend. Now bring it to, to the fellas. To me, is it cheating if you find your partner watching, uh, what's the correct terminology? Uh, throwing it back part three? Yeah. If you watch your partner, or if you find out your partner is watching adult content, as uh, professionals would say, you know, porn creators, haha. Is that cheating? To me, uh, not really. But people, while I was talking with someone, they said, well, it depends. And he made it more like a men and women process it differently. And, you know, because he started getting to when men cheat and women cheat, it's for different reasons. And it's completely different and complete different ramifications of, and I'm not going to get into his view, but I kind of, you know, I'll say I, I see and I kind of agree with it. But his focus on porn was, if I watch porn, like, as a, like he, if he, he watches porn as a dude, nine times out of ten, there's no attachment. It's just whatever. You go on with your day. Uh, but with when women watch porn, it's more of a different type of attachment, right? And he was trying to explain, like, well, the problem with it, he said porn is just really bad in general, right? The problem with porn is that simply it kind of... Uh, kind of fucks up your perception of reality you know that's not breaking news um, i want to make sure i convey his point well because he, he he really went into a really valid like a really description that i i never i'll be honest i never really thought of it like that uh he said that porn it's porn is a way of cheating because when people watch porn, it's for more than just, we need to get our rocks off, you know, for lack of a better word, skip them across the lake. Um, he said if he caught his girlfriend or wife, found out she was watching porn, he would have a huge problem with it. But said that he, that she shouldn't really have a problem when he watches porn. I know, sound misogynistic. But, uh, I actually think there's some merit to it in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I guess the question of the day is, is it, is it, should you be mad if you catch your partner watching it? Me personally, I don't know. I'd rather my partner just watch porn than, you know, fuck some other guy, you know. And, you know, I would hope. If I were to dabble in that field and, you know, view a little for research, you know, for the pod, of course, that's all I would do. I would never for personal use. <laughs> that's for lames. Um, I, you know, I would 
if to me, if I was married or even a partner, it's like, you know, there's a difference to me. There's a difference between thinking about doing something or even fantasizing about doing something and actually doing it. Like, I think we all have fantasized about like strangling the fuck out of someone like Homer Simpson does Bart. You know what you probably haven't done? You probably haven't strangled people that you want to strangle. You know, you probably have thought about being the fuck out of someone you care about, man or woman. But you just don't do it because it's a temporary feeling. There's a difference between feeling and anger and actually acting out on it. It's a whole different barrier process, right? That's typically when you see drunk, like being drunk typically breaks that barrier down where that barrier you would have the speed bump or bear or buff yourself before you do some really fucking stupid. It kind of relinquishes that barrier, right? I never, I think even the best people in the world are capable of doing the same heinous shit. I really believe, I like, I was, I think Gandhi and I think Gandhi had the ability to beat the fuck out of a woman, but he never put himself in positions and was able to do things to not do it. Uh, I think any president that we look up to, I'm not talking about the last one or this one, the one now he's a little, <laughs> he would probably, uh, he probably swing in a whole different direction. Come here, Jill. Boom. He probably punches high, uh, Hunter. And uh, spikes his laptop. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Joe Biden, he couldn't even, like, do a Bill Clinton. He couldn't even find a Monica. He would legit, like, fucking forget, like, who's this? Oh, oh, Jill, you're doing great. And the next thing you know, it's, uh, it's Mike. Mike and Ike. But, yeah, he looks like a Mike and Ike. But, yeah, it's, um, this is a terrible pod, but we're going to power through it like a power eye formation and it's um i generally just uh i i just think there's a common sense difference and i really like i believe the best dude you know would possibly beat the shit out of you and i don't mean to scare y'all i don't mean to scare anyone out there the best person you know is capable of being the fuck out of you and you don't know what it would take. I don't know what it would take, but they could be in a certain mindset. They could be drugged up. They could be dopamine. They could have a really bad day. And, uh, play on things. This You do this, this, and that to them. And they might fucking do something that doesn't represent them well, but they did it anyways. I believe anyone is capable of murdering someone. I think anyone is capable of strangling someone. I really do. I know that's a scary fucking thought to think of, but anyone is typically physically capable of it. Because if you're not capable of doing it to people you love, I, this is gonna sound fucked up. Before I say it, but if someone breaks into your house and they're trying to beat your fucking kid and steal him, if you don't have the capability to have that instinct to beat the fuck out of someone, like the same, it's that weird thing. It's like. The same thing that makes you a nightmare to your kids also makes you a hero. I know this sounds fucked up, but it's like if your kids fear you in terms of I'm not going to make daddy mad, right? Like if they fear you in a respectful way, of course, it's like they may also 
like, if shit hits the fan, I know this guy can G.I. Joe a motherfucker. Like, yeah. You know, there's good and bad to everything. Yeah, you know what? I'm So what if I have a black eye every four months? Hey, when someone tried to kidnap me, boom, knocked him out. You know, take the good with the bad. Uh, that's a pretty fucked up way to look at it. And highlighting trauma. <laughs> um... Yeah, fuck your trauma quote. Going back to quotes, I just I just thought of one that really entered my mind that reminded me of one I got like five or six years ago. When Facebook used to be this thing where anyone on your friends list would just send you group quotes of, you know, love is blind, but what's not blind is my love. It's like, oh Jesus, go fuck yourself. Jesus. It's really just become a desperation place of, hey, love me. Love me. I don't know. Maybe the more I speak, the people that are sending me these trauma quotes, maybe, they, maybe they're the ones that need a hug. And maybe if they just got one hug from me, like, hey, fuck this message. Meet me at the park. Let me give you a hug. Call it a day. And never send me this shit again. It's funny the ones always say, oh, you must have never been hugged as a child. It's like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I have. Maybe you haven't been really loved. Two different things. Wow, ain't that, ain't ain't it fun (laughs) to not be loved? Uh, that's That's a weird thing to tell someone you've never been loved. It's like. Jesus, that's a hell of an assumption just because I destroyed you 13 the night of basketball and told you to eat my balls. It's like, hey, man, don't like the player. Hate the fact that you suck. (laughs) Hit the gym. Get some shots up during the week. I don't know what to tell you. It's Friday at Mount Tabor, you sack of shit. But yeah, no, one time I was 1v1-ing. 1v1-ing. Is it 1v1 or 1v1-ing? One-on-one. Talk about a proud family moment. <laughs> yeah, I 1v1 this guy that I went to school with. After school, sometimes we'd always go to this uh, nearby recreation center and just kind of, everyone would just kind of play, you know, half-court basketball, you know, the huge. Um, and I 1v1 this guy. And, you know, we played to like, I believe it was, uh, we it was supposed to be till 11 or some weird shit. I forgot the rules, but it was like, basically, you had to win by two, but we just kind of kept playing until he started bitching. So I ended up being, I remember the score, I beat him 13 to nine before he called it quits type of shit. He's like, you know what, man? Fuck you. You've never been loved. And I said, well, Jesus. It's a hell of an assumption just because you lost in a game of basketball. And I started thinking, people that win, are they not loved? And that's why they thrive for winning. Was Michael Jordan ever loved? Was Tom Brady ever loved? Even though there's clear history that they both actually had loving fathers. But, you know, we ignore that aspect. Um, it's like... It, it's always like this... First, like, anytime like something personal affects you. Someone always accuses you of something that they may feel that reflects them more than anything. I've never told someone... I bet you, you just need to be loved by your mom. It's like, 
I don't know. Like that didn't even creep my mind. That's a hell. That's a hell of a deep assumption. That's a hell of a deep assumption. I just assume if you're an asshole, it's like damn. Like you're just a fucking asshole, and you have let you have let life dictate how you treat others because some people have treated you a certain way. And instead of rising above that and leading by example, leading the way you would want to be treated, you treat people that you know can only act a certain way based off the wage of their job, blah, blah, blah. And you treat them in such a way that's a reflection on what you feel about you. It's a weird thing that happens. You know, it's weird. It's not the, in my experience, it's not the millionaires that treat you like when you, when you work uh, lower wage jobs, as I have in the past, whether it's delivery, you're just working wherever. It's not the millionaires that treat you worse. I'm not saying all of them treat you great. You know, they may have a weird undertone, like whatever. It's always like the, it's, and it's not the ones that just make six figures, right? It's not the ones that make 100, 200. It's always the ones that make just a level above 25, 30,000. It's like the ones that make in that 40,000 to 60,000 range, right? 40 to 75,000 range, right? It's that fucking range where people get a little high on themselves because they graduated from quote unquote the minimal level job. And they got a job that gets them some extra benefits, even though it's going to take them 18 years to actually pay off anything. And when they have kids and shit, they have prime mortgage, all the extra money they're making, they're really putting the same amount in their savings account as someone who's making 25000 But hey, what the fuck do I know about finances? But anyways, fuck me, right? Um, but yeah, it's always those people because, you know, they wear a button-up shirt, you know, they're like, oh, self-checkout. And we have fucking cashiers cashing checks and we have self-checkouts i'm scanning my fucking self and then when i ask them to weigh my bananas they get a fucking attitude it's like all right man you know what if you feel you can do it then just do it your fucking self it's not that hard type in the item fucking code on the bananas hashtag 4011 all right man and i'm saying this because i actually saw this two weeks ago this dude had an attitude because there was no one in the self-checkout area. He didn't know how to do item lookup or he didn't know how to type. You can literally item lookup, press the button, and don't even have to press the code and just say, weigh your bananas. Or you type in the fucking code that's on the fucking bananas. Duh. But of course, when you make that much money, you forget common sense. It's cool though. I'll go fuck myself. Anyways... Back to producing the pod. <laughs> Fuck you, Clint. That's actually my first decent joke of the pod. It only took 36 minutes. Um, or 38 minutes. Can't really read. Kind of like him. Um, can't really read basic instructions on a screen. But anyways. But yeah, it's always that dude. And it's always this weird... It's always like this weird sense of I'm better than you. But I'm not better in position at my job enough. Where I can actually talk to anyone a certain way. I get talked to this way. So when I get off work. Instead of being a better person than the boss who treats me like shit. And just being a decent person. And compartmentalizing your anger at work. To real life. To people that have nothing to do. With whatever bullshit you're feeling. Take it out. On 
a person that's probably struggling to get by, a person who's just trying to make it through, trying to figure out some things about themselves, and you're over here with your gelled up hair, looking like freaking Patrick Bet David, and you're a fucking asswipe. But hey, what the fuck do I know? It's always those guys. I only say guys because apparently it's not just guys, but you get the picture. Um, it's this weird, it's just this, I, I'm tired of overusing the term entitlement because I feel like there should be a better word. It's for the self-righteous, loathing, undeserved, unwarranted, hated by the world, went through the system and realized the system doesn't always reward you back. And you get fucked in the ass sometimes and they take it out on other people who have nothing to do with you. It's like, hey man, I'm sorry, but not my problem. And that sounds like such a millennial Gen Z thing to say, but that's the same thing you would tell us when you would say student loans, not my problem. Maybe you should have picked a career. It's like, you know what, man? You did exactly the same thing that you tell us to do, and yet you're bitching about your situation and your debt. It's like, go fuck yourself, dude. Go fuck yourself. Jesus, the lack of awareness. Wow, that was, yeah, that was, now we're at 37 minutes. Anyways, yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's always those in between. It's like, I guess it's slightly, it's like technically slightly above middle class, technically, and it's always those people, because they're not high rollers enough to actually have self-esteem to be themselves, they still have to act a certain way to get money, because like, here's the thing, when you're like lower middle class, you probably just like, I'm just fucking man, it is what it is, I'm gonna be myself regardless, I see for what it is, I'm good, this is... Whatever it is, I'm going to be myself. And when you make so much fucking money, you don't have to worry about appeasing no one because you've done it. you made the money. It's that in-between where they're not there yet and they still feel like they got to appease people. They still feel like they got to carry themselves in such a seniority way that they've done something and they're so quote-unquote climbing up something that doesn't give a fuck about them. And then they want to act like... They still gotta, like, they are something when they haven't done anything really that anyone gives a fuck about. It's like your job is just as useless as the people you were bitching at, and that is okay. It's all just production based jobs. You can get fired tomorrow and be just like the people you were bitching about. So sit down, be less of a cunt. I know. You thought I was going to say be humble. No. Uh. Uh. All right. Uh, okay. Let's uh, cap this episode off with some unwarranted wisdom. Wisdom corner now. Do, 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 do. This is my wisdom song. Do, 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 do. This is the time we get along. Do, 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 do. Maybe you got it all wrong. Do, 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 do. It's Clint's Wisdom Corner on Monday. 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 All right. All right. Here's your unwarranted wisdom for today. 
Alright, let me make up some shit real quick that sounds like it has substance. Because, you know what? You can find substance in anything. Even the banana section. Um, okay. Your next partner should be like uh, dandruff. They make you shake your head. And... It's like snowfall when it's not expected. You didn't check for the forecast that day. You woke up, next thing you know, like, holy fuck. Four inches of snow outside. I don't have snow tires. How am I going to get to work? I've never driven in snow weather. Maybe I should call out. And they're like, no, you still have to get to work today. No excuses. And then unexpectedly... You try to make it, and your car veers off and ice me out like a cash doll. Ice me out, and you uh, veer off into a frozen lake. That's what finding your partner should be like. Unexpected, and your hardest, most unexpected, because you didn't expect to still try to go to work. You could have took the easy way out and not went. You could have avoided those icy roads, but because you did, you may have lost everything. But when you got out of that lake and your car was drowning in there, who was there calling the ambulance to make sure you okay? Some uh, brunette that was taking her border collie for a walk. And you're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why would you... Of all the fucking days, you take your dog out for a walk. It's like, well, this is that dog's last week of living. And he's probably never seen snow. We adopted him three years ago. And you say, we? He's like, yeah, me and my sister. I live with my sister. And you're like, oh, so got a chance. And then she's like, here, why don't you look? I got some heating pads and all that. I know you're cold as hell. Come get some heating pads. I got some nice sweaters. We can have a nice, you know, you stay, take a hot shower, call your job, do what you gotta do. You go over to her house and you see that, you see that she likes the Mets. And you're a Mets fan and you're both out of towners because you both live in, you know, Kentucky. And you're like, whoa, you like the Mets? And you're like, well, my dad was a Mets fan, but then he passed away. And you're like, my dad did too. He was a Mets fan. And then, you know, you uh, do a couple lines of Coke to reunite and you uh, make love on the patio table outside, dust the snow off. And that's how you should find your next partner. Alright, that is episode 93 of the Off and Beat Podcast. Uh, like and subscribe, all that bullshit. And don't forget to suck some titties. And this is probably one of the worst podcasts I've ever done. I say that just about every other podcast. But I actually mean it. Would you flip a coin, heads or tails? I'm ahead while you're dragging your...
tells. Dragon tells, dragon tells. No more like a dragon tell. Come along and shake my hand. And fuck Imagine Dragons for their overrated band. Oh, I know I just caused a lightning and a thunder. Yeah, I don't know. Overrated. Just my opinion. Alright, have a great day. And suck some titties. Oh, Jesus, my knees. Oh, my knees. I really be needing to pop them. Oh, Jesus.